0: Welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we smoke the chronic, think Gowan's moronic, and hope this plague doesn't go bubonic. I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my co hosts, Dang and Nospo, and we are here to talk, t- uh, talk about trauma in the Wheel of Time. Again. <coughs> <coughs> Indeed. So, Dang, what did we smoke?
1: That's a wonderful question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to keep count on my fingers. Uh, because we are doing...
0: Dang a... has what he calls a dreg container.
1: We've talked about this on the show okay. before. If, if, if you're new here and haven't heard this before, I, I'll give you a rundown though. It's where I put that last little bit of weed that's in the bottom of every container all into one container. And mix it all up so you never really know what you're going to get. Forrest Gump style. Okay. So... You
0: no know, I suppose never seen Forrest Gump and we still haven't shown her. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Ooh.
1: So we've got uh, Redican Outlaw, which is a sativa. We've got um, Namaste Ultra <coughs> Sour, which is also a sativa at 25% THC. That shit's fucking insane. Um, there's
0: I can bring up the chart.
1: Color Cannabis Ghost Train Haze in there, which is another sativa hybrid. We have Redican Cold Creek Kush in there, which is another hybrid, and we should have a little bit of. LBS Sunset, which is an indica in there. There's a lot of weed in there, and we've smoked, I think, five or six bowls now.
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've bought a lot of new re- weed recently. So if you're a patron, check the what the weed chart. It's been updated thoroughly. Uh,
1: but that's what we've been smoking. What have we been eating?
0: So we it's we ordered from a wonderful restaurant in our town. It's like. If Pitbull's in your hometown, it's globally local.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Mr. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay. Continue.
0: And it's a vegan fast food place. And it's amazing. And we've had it twice in like three days because they reopened after being closed for a while. Like a month and a half. Yeah, it was tragic. month? No, like 19 months. And... Looking at the calendar.
1: Well, they, Almost, they closed, they... very
0: close, because they closed kind of like right off of my work. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's been two months since that. It's the 16th. Yeah, hour.
0: just it would have been right on the line. Oh, for two oh okay, sorry. I see. What I really ball, two months? I know. <laughs> How y'all do it? Because we hate it. Mr. buzz Buzz feeds off work now and that's fun now there's four of us here all day
1: no no you don't understand we're calling him mr buzzkill again
0: (laughs) oh yeah right it's okay yeah join the podcast Jeez. anyways yeah so that's what we smoked that's That's what what we we ate ate. we don't know how much we smoked we just i said about six bowls five or six bowls oh i missed that i'm sorry i was really hoping a grinder full for us (laughs) (laughs) We also smoked before that. Too, yeah, between though. the oh, two shit. sessions, it's a grind. I went for a walk today. Hi, it was blessed. Yeah, she had a good time. It was went, my suggestion.
1: I went for a walk today and took pictures of trees. It was amazing.
0: I've been terraforming an Animal Crossing all day because we just unlocked a few days ago. KK's been on the island yeah. all day for the first time. It was weird. Surprisingly, we were also super productive today. We were. I planted my entire garden. I picked up dog poop so that Dang and Mr. BuzzFeed could mow the lawn. You vacuumed the house because I was doing my garden.
1: They did laundry. We've been working hard all day. Yeah. In
0: bathrooms. Yeah. Mr. Hose killed Des- like destroyed a toilet and put it back together. To clean it properly. <laughs>
1: destroyed a toilet we don't mean that he like wrecked it with a poop that's not what we're trying to say <laughs> just to be clear the attachments
0: have been resting so we took it apart so the rest could be properly cleaned mm-hmm. and it reattached because it's doing the horrible horrible thing where you sit on a toilet and then the seat slides because
1: the hinges aren't set anymore yeah. they start sliding
0: and you like, have that moment where you're like oh fuck I'm going to fall into the toilet this time <laughs> This is the time it finally happens, but then you're okay. But every time it's like, I'm going to die. I've been yeeted into the stratosphere like at least once. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So speaking of traumatizing <laughs> things, what are we here to talk <laughs> about? Pam? So in episode 19, we talked about trauma in the Wheel of Time. We covered how it affects character development. Oh, that's just general. So how it affects character development, actions, choices, et cetera. We talked about Morguez being assaulted, Matt being assaulted, dying twice in the dagger. We talked about Avienda being forced to become a wise one. we talked about Nynaeve being attacked by Mogedian and Teleranriad. Dang, there was a bird on the fence right behind your head. And it kind of looked like it was uh, walking on you. <laughs> Which is why I needed to let you know. Um, it was walking on me. <laughs> So what we're starting with today is Lan's trauma at Moraine's death because we can't talk about any of his baby trauma because Noswo hasn't read New Spring yet.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: I mean, we we can, we can talk about some of it. We just can't. Which talk I mean, about like it. I know the base, like the bare minimum. Yeah. All like his family, his dad, his whole.
1: Becoming king of Malkier in the cradle when his parents mm-hmm. were murdered. Like, yeah. Oh,
0: I meant there's additional trauma that you find out about in Aww. New Spring. Yeah Lan's not a happy boy So Lan has a rough go of it He does, yes But now he's got Nynaeve. cha chank Can you imagine if Nynaeve had died? I think Lan would just Kill himself She's the sword, as they say No, I think Lan Considering the city he was in He was in Ebudar He would have gone over to the Rahad and he would have just gone around fighting people until someone killed him probably and i don't think someone would have killed him is the issue here yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> real ebony warrior hours yeah Sky land just what a... <laughs> land
0: just murders the entirety of the rod What's yes up? no smoke. that could be like land's like backstory to becoming a forsaken <laughs> But he can't channel.
1: name dies and he just kills so many people that the Dark One's like, okay, you're, you're in on honorary. my side. Yeah, honorary like, honorary okay,
0: <laughs> I understand you now. Because yep. <laughs> before he's like, why? Why <laughs> <Yep. laughs> you have so much trauma? Why are you being so good? Yep. <laughs> you, know? you could so easily be evil.
1: <laughs> the Dark One and the Creator are just constantly Arguing over whether he's on the nice or naughty list The Creator's been <laughs> winning thus far But if ave dies Okay,
0: here's the deal The Dark One gets Luke Slash What's-His-Nuts um, Oh, Esau, Slayer, uh, yeah, yeah. Esam The Dark One gets Esam But the Creator gets Lan <laughs> <laughs> Balance Ta-da Do-do-do oh, yeah. <laughs> Alarming. Okay, so land at Moraine's <laughs> desk specifically because this is a very special kind of magical trauma.
1: So yeah, for for the two of you reading these books more recently than I, does the, do the books describe in that much detail um, what the warder actually feels? Do we ever get told what um, happens? We know it upsets them, but.
0: We get a little bit when we're talking to Morella, and for a very long time, anyone who looks at land just sees, like, dead eyes. Like, he literally looks like he's uh, has the eyes of a dead person. Mm-hmm. So he's apparently very disturbing to look at, and everyone's like, I can't imagine what he's going through right now. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> Almost the way it sounds, and this is probably a huge stretch, so... Mm. Y'all feel free to slap me back into place after I finish this. Yeah. <laughs> the warder bond, I feel like you can almost think about it as an Aes Sedai is putting a little bit of themselves in there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if
1: they die, that part of the person dies. Yeah. So just, like, imagine a function of your spirit dying in some way.
0: And, and I think it's that's... It's quite
1: literal within you. That's yeah. the dead eyes. Your body yeah. is trying to excise something that's been killed. Well, within, if we like... think
0: about, like, all the advantages that warders get from becoming warders. Mm. Theoretically, that could all get taken away as soon as they don't become warders, but that wouldn't affect land specifically just because he immediately got new warder bond to Morella. Yes. Which is why he reacted in a different way because his thing was, okay, I'm just going to Morella and I'm going to hope something kills me on the way.
1: Right, because they basically set so up an auto t- bond, t- t- right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. auto bond. <laughs> it's what <laughs> it is. Episode title. Okay, uh, other part of um, Lan and Moraine's death. Lan has to say goodbye to everyone. He has to say goodbye to Albia, who he took yeah. such good care oh, yeah. of. And that was, was sad. For I hated that. And also, like, I'm pretty sure Lan and Moraine are just like siblings to each other. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, you need to read New Sprig. <laughs> like,
0: just they don't talk amongst themselves very often in the books, but when they do, you can tell that they have. Or they talk very often amongst themselves. We are very rarely shown that. We're, yeah, we're rarely shown their conversations, but when they yeah. are, it's them poking fun at each other for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I stand Land and Moraine. They're so cute.
1: They're adorable. The, okay. Land and Moraine. Sorry. I, I hate to do this because I, all I do is complain about Disney, but I'm going to make a whole bunch of Marvel references right now.
0: Yep. <laughs> we're, we're really
1: meant to feel like they're uh, Hawkeye like and Black, Black Widow, right? Yes, mm-hmm. we are um, Other thing There's a lot of benefits, you said, that the warders get when they are bonded mm-hmm. And those being taken away can be part of that shock, right? Yeah So I'm I, th- thi- I would
0: think they would lose those advantages
1: I'm kind of thinking about it like T'Challa having to drink the shit that Yeah Takes away the power of the fungus or whatever
0: Yeah and everything. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I only saw the movie once. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> the flower. It was it a flower? Oh, a I don't flower. remember. <laughs>
1: um. I watched that movie once. I know that Killmonger was right, and that's all I <gasps> need to know.
0: I know what exact day
1: we watched that, too. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we all watched it together. Oh, were we like way down in front in the theater, too, for that? Yep. That was bullshit. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Awesome. Anyway, so some Marvel references for contextualizing the water bond, everybody.
0: You're welcome. sorry. It's fine.
1: No, I'm just high. I'm apologizing to the listeners. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I you are apologizing to me. Yeah, no. Um, oh, go ahead. If you have something actually to say. Please. No, I don't. I don't have oh, anything. Though. I was going to say, so yeah, it sounds like that shit um, sucked for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certain he's still, like, really upset about it. And I think that's kind of why he spends all of his time training when he's not either protecting or being with Nynaeve in, like, us time. Mm-hmm.
1: And Because, and, yeah, he, he, he knows what the personal cost is going to be. But I think Lan is also genuinely afraid of the fucking cost of the bond again. like
0: Especially with his wife.
1: Yeah, like, that's what I mean on top of the personal level It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go through that again, period, Mm
0: -hmm. you know Well, if we think about it, grief in any sense is selfish Of course Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: It's feeling uh, that you are entitled to any part of another person, right? Yeah Um, (laughs) Including their existence Well, like,
0: when when you die, if you die before me or something Mm -hmm. It's not about you being dead It's about how you being gone makes me feel Exactly Yeah. Yeah And in his case, it'll just be extra shitty. Yeah. But don't worry. If they live through this, name is going to live for an upsettingly long period of time after Land does.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Note the if they live through this series. They're fucking better. I will be very upset. I have shipped them like since the beginning. What if one does and one doesn't? I would feel the same way exactly how I feel about fail and parent. It just isn't allowed to happen. <laughs> Understandable. I just can't let either of those t- four people not have their uh, respective partners. Like, they just need them badly, like.
1: Anyone want a dang confession? Yeah. I never shipped Lan and Nynaeve. Once they, like, l- it was clear they were into each other, I was like, no, I'm cool with it, this is fine, I like this, and I enjoyed their plotline together. But up until that point in Eye of the World, when Moraine's like, yeah, I see the fucking googly eyes. Do what you want to do. Until that moment, I had read nothing that made me go, hmm, they're cute together. You know what I mean?
0: That's kind I'm- of when it gets introduced, honestly. Okay. Except he compliments her on her trekking abilities. Yes. That's kind we- of it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's all. Hey, yeah. b- because
1: it, when, when reading, I got the distinct impression that it was like, Moraine put it together. You as a reader were supposed to know by now, too. And I was like, how?
0: Okay, but, like, here's (laughs) the thing. Did Robert Jordan write any romance in a natural way? No,
1: No. absolutely not.
0: (laughs) My point. I rest.
1: (laughs) That's valid. Fuck.
0: (laughs) It's either I hated them forever and now I love them, like Faiul and Perrin, or... It's, I saw you and I'm in love with you forever and I would die for you. Like, yeah, Lan and Nynaeve and Rand and all of his biddies and <laughs> you
2: and uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, it should happen, though. Like, I'm kind of pissed it doesn't. I know. Because this was the perfect time, Robert Jordan. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Uh, what could have been if only robert jordan didn't make all of his lgbt characters evil <sighs>
0: Yeah,
1: that's gonna be its own there's some someday. maidens i
0: think and there's some there's some randoms that we never really delve into but yeah that'll be an episode probably with cool story podcast look out for that oh hell yeah yeah oh uh, actually no not to an extent because matt hasn't read We'll yeah, uh, I was, I was We'll talk about that. it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll probably also be in another episode. But look forward to an upcoming collaboration. with cool story podcast. All right. Although by the powers Ooh.
1: of time travel, I think this will come out thought, after yeah. that. Yeah, we'll see. Because with the guest stuff, we've historically rushed them out.
0: That's true. We'll see. We'll see, Who's we'll see what to happens. Say. All right. Uh, anything else about Lan at Moraine's death and his other... Uh, associated trauma
1: well okay this is something that other fantasy gets into pretty well but maybe wheel of time doesn't as much Uh
2: uh-huh
1: uh like a song of ice and fire overdoes this but like the physical and mental toll that being in battle Mm
0: -hmm. takes
1: Mm -hmm. on a person even if it is land you know warrior Mm -hmm. king warder as his job all the experience and training in the world
0: it is still traumatic for us a social animal to engage in violence
1: to walk around Mm -hmm. murdering people and watching people being murdered and trying not to get murdered Mm -hmm. on a mass scale covered in blood hearing people scream and shit themselves as their heads come off like it's not genuinely fun right it was not good (laughs) (laughs) i don't prefer it and so I think we can't discount for any character, but especially for Lan because of his yeah. extra entire life, right, his yeah. whole life, the trauma of being in battle because it'll fuck with you, right? Like,
0: yeah. Although a lot of his battle was against Trollocs, and I think he could feel better about that, still traumatized, but there's not the trauma of killing people.
1: Yeah, it, so you're not necessarily mowing down human beings, but yeah. <laughs> you, you're surrounded by, you know, 10,000 Agonor, yeah. fucking furry drawing rejects that oh yeah no like, are trying to eat you
0: totally awful <laughs> i was just like i think actually land has probably been in person-to-person combat fairly irregularly
1: i, I think the only big big one would have been the IEL war
0: yeah that's what i was thinking too
1: because
0: um. nobody really goes to war against the borderlands
1: no, no, they know it's at stake. Mm.
0: All right, so Egwene being made demonic, because this is just a PTSD cesspit.
1: Okay, being forced to wear a choker when you know damn well that accessories are out this season.
0: Sorry, dangest <laughs> motherfucker, gone. <laughs> I swear you will have respect for our Amerlin.
1: How many times have I said that she's like my third favorite character? I have nothing but respect for Egwene. I also have nothing for respect for the comedic arts. <laughs> These things can conflict
0: sometimes. Indeed. Um, anyway. But yeah, so she was obviously pretty traumatized and it's, I would say one of the better examples of trauma in the series and how it affects somebody later on mm-hmm. because we see it throughout we see when they're going back to the tower Egwene reacting in a very over the top unnecessary way because she's I will not be taken I will not be taken again mm-hmm. she's got that PTSD in her head she has some of that when she gets taken into the tower at first mm-hmm. as well and we see that she hates Sean Chan and is very very scared of Sean mm-hmm. as well So she has quite a bit of trouble in relation to being made to Mane. For
1: sure. And I don't remember where I read this.
0: Plus just um, like the actual beatings
1: and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember where I read this, but I saw some people talking about it a while back. Um, For her coming from the two rivers Mm -hmm. and ending up in, um, in the Isle of the Waste. Oh, yeah. The Isle of Waste. And, you know, the extent to which she was, like, not integrated, but, like, immersed in the culture. Yeah. Would have been, like, immensely shocking for her. Mm-hmm. And, I, oh, man, I wish I could remember who started this thread. But, basically, their thesis was that she was a little bit fucked up by that culture shock.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: actually changed how she... Approach being an Aes Sedai later on.
0: I would agree that it changed how she mm-hmm. approached being an Aes Sedai because she saw methods that worked mm-hmm. and things that didn't, and she was able to say, okay, well, my way is not necessarily the best way. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to new or learn new ones. I don't think that's necessarily a result of trauma.
1: And see, that's what I was going to say is, I'm, I'm not saying that interacting with people from other cultures is inherently traumatic. Yeah. But I think... In a small way, that culture shock mm-hmm. and trying to adapt to this yeah. is how we live in this place ended up. Yeah, not not in a you know horribly disturbingly traumatic way, but it was a moment mm-hmm. of huge shift and upheaval. Yeah, more so yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, just something I wanted to
0: touch mm-hmm, on. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about a girl, like, wing.
1: Uh Trauma having Bran Alvear for a dad. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, Gowinger is your crush <laughs> Oh no uh,
1: oh, The first time they have sex in real life Trauma for Egwene <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Accurate Oh, and, and like with the other Emmonsfield Field 5 As we've been mm. talking about leaving Living home. through winter night yeah. Um, yeah And then leaving home And you know, something we didn't touch on last time But maybe could Um Does anyone think there was trauma associated with having to be around Matt circa Dagger? Because he was kind of a dick. A lot. You know what I mean?
0: Potentially. I would say for Rand, for sure. Probably hmm. not for anyone else. Okay. Because They were
1: together alone so much, right?
0: Well, they were together alone and that's when Matt got pretty fucked up. Moraine was able to partially heal him. Right. And kept partially healing him. Yeah. Uh, okay. and then Varen was able to do some as well. And I think Matt never got bitchy again. He just eventually couldn't wake up anymore. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So for Rand, yes. For everyone else, probably not. Okay. And unfortunately for Rand, I think he's just so hard now that he just doesn't think. he just doesn't think. Rand, like deal with his trauma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what book series are you reading? Okay. Uh Another point of trauma for Egwene. Um, having people assume she was going to marry Randall Thor.
0: Yeah, but she kind of just chose him and then her mom made it a thing.
1: Yeah, I know. And as watching... And a baby,
0: baby Rand. Baby Rand. Sweet he baby was a Rand. sweet little boy and I love him.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, they didn't formally break that shit off until book four.
0: No, it was book two. Yeah, it was book two. is was right before they left. Um, They were together at the store. Yeah. Oh. And where the um, swan came as Amaralyn, and then they were going to take the horn back to the tower, but... No, it was in Tyr. Yeah, it was in the it stone It was of in Tyr. Tyr, and then Elaine was with her, and that's when Elaine started flirting with her, so it was yeah. in... Yeah, or with him. Yeah, that's what I meant, sorry.
1: Because he had the well, awkward well, conversation, I like... We're not actually getting married, right? And she was like, "No, no, he was I like, love Whoa. you
0: like a brother." And Fuck she's yes. she he was, must- was like, "I love you like a sister." This is great. And then they were both like, "They're lying to make me feel better." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure was in book two because I remember no, like wrestling.
1: Wasn't. Here, let's. I- I'm going to consult the wiki. Like
0: wrestling him to the ground, and the- like it was just that happened, but it like- wasn't. That wasn't mm-hmm. when they broke it off. Okay. That was when she's like, you could come to the tower with me and stuff. It's weird. Because oh book God. two, they it, that was nothing. She still, that was before she got to the tower. And when she got to the tower, she still like was wishing that Rand could be her warder and stuff. Like she was still in love with him. Because she hadn't even oh. met Gowan yet.
1: Here we go. Plot summary for the Shadow Rising from the Wheel of Time wiki. That's watt.fandom.com. I'm providing sources. Um, Paragraph 2. During the lull that occurs between the dragon's taking of the stone and the coming separation of the characters once more, several changes manifest within the social order of the protagonists. Faced with the tension of sharing Rand with others as well as coming to understand their similar stubbornness and devotion towards him... Egwene Alvere steps aside formally, inviting her close friend and daughter Erevandor, Elaine Tracken to take Rand as her, her own. Elaine, overjoyed by her friend's sacrifice, allows Egwene to declare the end of her assumed betrothal to Rand before admitting her love for him and starting a romantic relationship. Rand is surprised, it sounds like however... fucking a high school, I swear to God. <laughs> no, it fucking does. I say this, this is...
0: is a high school teacher, like, this is, this is the...
1: This is some half-blood prince bullshit.
0: <laughs> what? You dating a person? Oh. After yeah. we both dated two individual people yes. and then allowing me to date said person. Yes. Since like <laughs> high school was small and things were weird. They did it once, that's or,
1: sorry. Yeah. They they did the Elaine and Egwene once, is what I mean to say. Yeah. You're not allowed to clip this show out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> um, <laughs> hard, yikes! <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's my point. If <laughs> you want to set the record straight before continuing on.
0: All right, Perrin and Wolf representations in the form of Elias and gnome. Oh, this was mine. Yeah. Um, so like him seeing gnome and thinking that he was going to go insane. Yeah. And like, Elias also wasn't living a normal life.
1: Because y- you think about it, he knows he's. Going wolfy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going wolfy. And he sees that guy just, like, tied up in a stable, or caged in a stable, going crazy, thinking he's a wolf, right? And then he sees Elias. And he Elias... saw Elias first. Well, yeah, sorry. And that's while, when
0: he turned wolfy.
1: While Elias is certainly more balanced, <laughs> um, it's not great, okay? Yeah. like, Like, imagine... You just get, like, a career assigned to you one day. Oh, yeah, you're going to become a thingamabob. Uh, here, go report to your internship. You go to your internship, it's Radagast the Brown. <laughs> teaching you how to be a thingamabob, you know? And you're just like, fuck, that's, that's what life is going to be for me, huh? That's This is what I got to look forward to. Forever, against my will. Great! And that's got to be how Perrin feels about Elias, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And Definitely, so,
0: and then he sees Gnome, and he's like, Oh, this is there's a worse option.
1: <laughs> it really crazy. is my way or the highway, huh? <laughs> and and so, like, Perrin must live with such fear oh, yeah. of what's going to become of him, especially after you know getting involved with and eventually marrying Fael. like thinking, Now I have this to lose, and this is going to happen to me, right? Yeah, so like. He feels like he's losing something more. Because there was a time when Perrin might have felt almost okay with it.
2: Yeah.
1: Fail was already in his life, or Fael was already in his life, but his fa- when his family was killed, if he hadn't met Fail by then, it actually probably would have relieved a lot of wolf anxiety. Yeah. But now he's got something to live for, almost. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, that's... Speaking of that, that's our next uh, traumatic thing for Perrin. His family? His entire family being murdered. I know Joe, um, read this at a place of work, and texted them in our group chat and said they killed Perrin's entire fucking family <laughs> very angrily into the group chat. And just she was like, "Why did you make her read this fucking book?" And it's like you're gonna get to the Rudian flashback, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I was very upset. It's very upsetting, and I think the way that Robert Jordan wrote Perrin's grief. Like, when Fayel's like, no, you need to cry. You mm-hmm. need to... I think that was one of the more well-written parts in the series, and it was definitely a highlight upon rereading both times. No, that's very fair. Um, like, an it's upsetting highlight, yeah. but... Highly upsetting. But it was written so well. Mm-hmm. I think the Lewins were also written really well in that part as well, because mm-hmm. they were like, paranoid, no, like... Yeah.
1: Like, they're trying to step in and parent like, yeah. him, almost. Like, like we're,
0: we have to tell you this, because we're the ones who are closest to you here, and also we love you and we'll take you in as our own, like, yeah, you still have us, we promise, you know? Yeah. Um, um. We know we can't replace what is lost, but we're something. Yeah. You know? Oh, and then he meets the little um, Eberra cousin, and it's very sweet. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I'm going to make this a little dark for a bit. Yeah, Sorry. It,
0: it is a trauma episode, I it suppose is... we have to go dark. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, something I struggle with in fantasy a lot is, like, empathizing with the characters. Mm-hmm. Because it's all so out there, right? Yeah. And so, earlier when I was talking about the trauma of being in a battle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I try to think about that shit a lot when I'm reading stuff like Do My As yeah. Because it's exciting, it's cinematic, it's very, yeah. <gasps> big battle! But you really want to keep yourself grounded in what they're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a little more true to the story that's being told. Um, and in terms of parents, family dying, that was one I had a hard time with. Because, I don't know, the thought comes up a decent amount of time, of the time, like, what would I do without my family, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone's got different experiences. They have different answers to that question, different feelings on that question.
0: All valid, by the way.
1: Exactly, right? We're, <laughs> Do you. We're not here to tell you how your familial relations should be, right? That's. But it's a question that does come up. Like, how would you feel if your whole family died? And you think about it in the hypothetical, and you can be sad about it. You can recognize, yeah, that would suck, but it's maybe not immediate. You don't get a always get a visceral, oh my God, uh, like, taste mm-hmm. of that bereavement you would feel, yeah. right? And, and... I'm going to go back to high school history because my high school history teacher was really cool and she had a very, very good activity for helping us understand the Holocaust. Um, And this was a moment that I found helped me relate to when I'm reading fantasy and I'm thinking about those times of loss. Right. Um, So if you want, feel free to do this uh, as I say it, or just, you know, listen along and imagine but try and put yourself in the shoes of actually doing this if you can um i don't remember the exact statistic but she gave us a statistic that it was something to the effect of this in the holocaust uh seven out of every 13 jewish people living in germany died i I don't think those are the numbers right but it was a statistic like that but before she told us that statistic she said here do me a favor Write down your 13 closest relatives' names in a list. This is just how she opened the class. So we all go, okay, parent, maybe another parent, any siblings, any grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, as, usually as far as you get. I barely got to my grandparents because I have a huge family. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we write down 13 people. And then she says, okay, cross off number one, two, seven, eight, nine, 13, and four cross them off and she says they were taken away and murdered and you couldn't do anything about it they're dead now and then she gives us the statistic in this lesson about the holocaust and i try to tap into that feeling of oh shit when thinking about stuff like Mm -hmm. parents whole family dying
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because it's so it's a very quick thing and it's very early in the series. And so by the time you get to the end, you don't think about it as much, right? Yeah. But that trauma doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. No. And, and I think very clearly in the real world, based on my example, that trauma is still living today in some cases, right? hmm There are people who survived that are still around, right? And so, like, you can look into real life circumstances like that and like <sighs> i'm too high to tie together what i'm trying to say and i'm sorry about that because what i'm saying is very serious and intense and should be dealt with sensitively but i hope everyone can tie together the strands of what i've said here because mm-hmm. i can't do it right now
0: that's legit i think one of the worst things for parent about me is that he still thinks his family was killed by trollocs trollocs yeah he doesn't know. He has no idea that it was Patton Fane.
1: For those of us that have read the last book, though, mm. I think that maybe helps. Yeah. Um, just because of where the two plot lines go. Yeah. Um, so No, uh, it, if he doesn't it makes know, sense, it's maybe but better. yeah,
0: yeah. And that's I as spoiler as
1: I'm willing to chance. Yeah. What's up, no spoke.
0: Do you think there'll be a lot more patent fame in the show as there is in the books? Or do you think it's going to be similar to the books where it's like this unseen, just fucking malicious little evil man that keeps appearing and you never really know? So you're kind of always at your heels, like, oh my god, when is he going to show up again? Where I think it'll probably he? be like that because they won't want to devote more screen time to something that's not driving the plot. That's fair.
1: Um,. I'm going to disagree. Mm. I think that they will either put him in way more to keep him in your mind. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I suppose he's been cast already and everything, so they might make greater use of him. They might replace some of the dark friends on the way to Some of the individual dark friends and stuff, stuff. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I can see that. They'll either do that to keep him with you the whole time, keep you invested in his part in the story, or... And this is maybe less likely because he has been cast for the first season already. Mm -hmm. They don't bring him in until later in the story. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to devote early screen time to him, but they can still ease him in and have him fully developed. Mm -hmm. All in a row instead of spread out. Mm -hmm. That's my take. Rafe, what's the truth? (laughs) We know you're listening.
0: Oh god. (laughs) Could you imagine? I'm so sorry, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Jenkins. Jenkins. (laughs) He was on Survivor. ain't got no respect. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I'm so sorry, Mr. Jenkins. (laughs) Shame's just high over here. (laughs) No, I've seen... Every time I've watched Survivor, I've seen every person in that season do something fucking stupid. (laughs) And I am quite certain that if I watch that season, I will see him do something. (laughs) I believe that. You know? Um... Tom there? being
1: uh, murdered by a, uh, Fade, fade yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Deanna being murdered. That hurt. Yeah, that was sad. You just wanted Tom to be happy, you know? And he was going to get away from it all. He was going to stay with Deanna and not go with Rand. And then Deanna died for a shitty bullshit reason that had actually nothing to do with Tom. And then Tom killed a king. Because how it went, yeah. And so I know
1: why that had to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know we needed that vacancy in Karian right? Yeah. And if it weren't for that, it would really feel like Deanna only got brought in
0: mm-hmm. for male pain.
1: For male pain. And y'all know how I feel about that. Yeah. Oh, no, the, we king... agree. It's not mm-hmm. just you. No, I know, I know. We
0: don't like being used for male pain.
1: And. The, the king is the only thing tying that bit together for me. Otherwise, it would really stick out <laughs> the crowd. Yeah. But I, I, I see the necessity for it outside of Tom
0: yeah. going with... Because Tom. Karian needed to be in a state of disruption so that the whole Aiel quest line could happen. Exactly. and like It triggered a lot of shit, and, and, and then, but it's still just like, really? It
1: yeah. also left a crown-ish yeah. for Rand to have a base yeah. of operations back in the actual... Western Kingdoms, I think is what I saw people calling them at one point. Maybe. Or the Westlands? Something like that. I don't know. If, if anyone's got something better than Randland, please tell us on Twitter. Cause I we use Randland, but I hate it. So so if the community's going with Westlands, I need to know. <laughs> I'd adore that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Tom like also got murdered by a fade in yeah, a way that's terrifying. Yeah. And it also gave him a permanent limp.
1: Left physically disabled forever. Yeah.
0: And part of his job was based off his physicality. Like, one of the things he prided prided himself on was, like, how spry and mobile he was. Mm -hmm. And now he's all fucked up. And I'm like, Tom.
1: (laughs) And, like, okay, especially for entertainers, those sorts of debilitating things later in life, ...can actually end up being fatal. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Keith Emerson of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer... ...back in, like, 2015... ...got diagnosed (laughs) with arthritis so... ...because his hands hurt so much. Mm -hmm. He went in, got diagnosed with arthritis. Doctor says you're never going to play piano again. I think he killed himself that night. So, like... ...we... we, ...there's real-life examples of actually... ...legitimately how traumatizing... Mm -hmm. Having that physical aspect of your job taken away from you is yeah. by someone who had a very similar job.
0: I think the big thing for Tom is it didn't actually impact his musicality, it impacted his tricks. But yes. I think Tom also gets a lot of his kind of joie de vie and like the shit he's into from the game of houses. That's
1: true. He is a petty bitch. And like... then Iran
0: started becoming like a big thing, so he got to play the game of houses again. He's like, yeah, we're good. <laughs>
1: He's this like a coach five.
0: stepping back into the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but then he got sent to just so Elaine could hit on him, you know? Yeah, that was awkward. Oh. But then he it was also because he cared about Elaine and wanted to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. Which is how Moraine guilted him into going. I know. I just wanted to make a joke about... Oh, yeah, how yeah, How gross yeah. that shit <laughs> is. Yeah, right. yeah. Trauma in the... Weird oh, that specifically, not having to go with her. Yes, okay. Yeah. Bottom tier scene. <laughs> <or>
1: Bottom tier <laughs> sequence in the series. Yeah,
0: like. it was awful. I was 100% on uh, Nynaeve's side for that entire entire <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> like and that is no. not something that normally happens, that I 100% agree with Nynaeve. Usually there's something I can be bitchy about. <laughs>
1: Also, it's that sequence, one of the bottom tier sequences of the series, also contains Elaine. Coincidence? I think not! That was what is so it? loud. Pardon? What is it? No, no, the hitting on Tom.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said what was your other least favorite Elaine scene.
1: Oh, there's many. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my point. I'm drawing a correlation and causation. Correlations
0: no. without equal causation.
1: But in this case, it does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With more study and research, sure. Um, oh God, we're—it's t- <laughs> Rand time. Oh fuck! Does that, this need to be its own episode? I was gonna say we
1: might actually need to not do Rand because I think Rand might need to be an episode. How
0: long are we? We're
1: already at almost forty-five minutes.
0: The only one we have after Rand is lose Theron.
1: Let's do Louis Staren to close it out then.
0: All right, sounds good. And
1: we'll do Rand as part three because sounds... I think we'll want a lot of time to flesh that out and yeah, do prep work.
0: Oh boy, Rand's got a little bit of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I am just a traumatized boy. Nobody loves yeah, you me. You know, sugar, spice, and everything nice, yeah. and just a pinch of trauma. But instead, he just added a whole vial of trauma. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> just it's the chemical X. The, cr- the creators like and for you, Rand Thor. Only a hint of trauma. Oops, that was the whole vial.
1: No, no. The, the creators sitting there watching the pattern go got by. Like, okay, and the dragon can have a little bit of trauma as a treat.
2: Boop. Like,
1: <laughs> my goodness. Except he just warps the entire thread for Rand. Like, fuck you. Yep, it's frayed.
0: Just, just coated in. All right, so tra- <laughs> lose theron tell them all.
1: and actually this is a hot take i have coming up too all right shit. hit it Luz theron did nothing wrong okay Luz theron gets a really bad rap because he destroyed the world and he made men go insane and now he's in Rand's head being an asshole right
0: he's just trying his best <laughs>
1: but here's the thing none of that shit was his fault
0: yeah he, he he didn't
1: try to create the taint, right? No. He went in there with the hundred people that would go with him, and there it backfired in a way he couldn't possibly have expected. And once already insane, he triggered. He did a lot of shitty things and triggered a lot of shitty things. But that's not indicative yeah. of anything on his personal yeah. self, right? No, for sure. And. If No Spoke could la 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 a little bit for herself for a second, please. he's not actually in Rand's head. Rand's mm-hmm. just fucking insane. Yes. Okay, we're good.
0: You're good. You're fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry, she was she was really really going at it there. We had to yeah. take a second to get her back. But She's like serious. Uh, anything negative about Luz Theron that we genuinely know for sure isn't really his fault.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Landfear traumatized the shit out of him. Oh, probably.
1: Lose Theron, the only man in history to legitimately have a crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, okay. The tea I, I, is hot! <laughs> I think the juicy trauma we probably really want to dive into with him is his moment of sanity before oh, becoming Dragon yeah. Man. Yeah. Because imagine thinking everything is perfectly fine, and then someone comes along and clears your head, you know.
0: And like you're a, like, oh, I murdered my wife, my children, and everyone I've ever loved.
1: And the apocalypse is happening. Hey!
0: Cool. I love that. So basically, I love that for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and very clearly, it was so traumatizing that he committed seppuku in the form of, <laughs> you know, a volcano. Um <laughs>
0: In mean,
1: the form of a volcano. <laughs> one of the more unique and obscure forms of Sabuku, but a form nonetheless. Um, so, like, I, I really understand where he was coming from with that one too.
0: <laughs> and you know what? Luz is just trying his best in Rand's head. But he's just so fucking batty that you just can't. He can't make heads or tails of anything he's saying or thinking himself. No, it's not
1: helpful whatsoever.
0: Well, how is he supposed to conceptualize that he's just a voice inside someone's head when he can see everything that Rand is doing and hear everything that Rand is doing? And can I try and reach out for the power, which is hella scary! Yes, it's not so
1: good. Here's something. And this is going to be mildly spoilery, but only insofar as it tells you something that doesn't happen in the books. Mm. For a solid, like, three or four books, I kind of got the impression that Rand and Luz Theron were existing in their own times through a united mind. Mm. So, like, Luz Theron was actually existing Mm -hmm. at the time that he was talking to Rand in his head and trying to do his own shit. Because he has this moment where he asks, why are you a voice in my head?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To Rand or, or, yeah. or like something like that Yeah. What if Rand is showing up in the Age of Legends
0: mm-hmm.
1: As a voice in Luz Theron's head Poor Luz Theron <laughs> Well exactly right He's just got this insane fucking young But then man Luz
0: Theron goes. also would not have been traumatized by the box.
1: That's true And yeah that, that was a hole in my theory But it was a cool way to read the books for a while Yeah Um Just fun thing. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Neat.
1: I don't remember if I was actually going towards a point with that. But yeah, spoiler alert, that's not what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of cool, though.
0: Still not as bad as you reading the entirety of the series waiting for the dragons to show up. (sighs) He got Mm -hmm. to-rockin' and he's like, ah!
1: still not as traumatizing for me as reading the entire series, expecting that Redacted was going to live, and then they didn't. Bash his fists on table.
0: What? Trying to figure out who you mean.
1: The one I spoiled for myself.
0: That sucks.
1: Very major last book death.
0: Is The one that I cried about? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of major last book deaths.
0: There are, yeah.
1: Unfortunately, but...
0: Duff. What
1: time is it? 48.15.
0: No Spoh is going to be like, I don't (laughs) want to read anymore. I'm not going to do it. I will finish it. I promised in the last episode I would. I will.
1: Just don't read the epilogue. (laughs) In the epilogue? Oh, no, 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 sorry. When I said don't read the epilogue, finish. don't finish the series, just don't read the epilogue. And then we talked
0: about that last time, she has to read the epilogue, because there's a lot of shit to talk about in the epilogue. There's a lot of shit. Yeah, there's, like, a huge, like, thing. Yep. And I'm kind of hoping that it's, like, loyal writing poetry. I think we talked about that last time, too.
1: There is a massively insane reveal in the epilogue that Brandon Sanderson has still refused to explain. There are still things we don't know about the epilogue. That's
0: fucked. I love that about a series. Though. It's
1: pretty sweet, right?
0: I love when there's something But also, Brandon Sanderson, tell us, please. Please? Yeah. Because really, really. <laughs> I think Harriet gave him permission. After 10 years, I After, think. Okay. Okay. Which we're getting close. Hopefully.
1: Memory of Light was like 2014 or something. Really? Or 20, oh, 2012, maybe.
0: I hate that that's getting close. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, really? Awful. I didn't realize it happened. Yeah. But that's it, when it finished. Wow.
1: Well, I was in university when the hardcover Memory of Light was still in stores.
0: Oh, shit. That's insane.
1: Because I remember seeing it in the summer of 2013 at a local bookstore. Um, but here we go. Googling. A Memory of Light. Book by Brandon Sanderson and Robert Jordan. Originally published January 8th, 2013.
0: Pretty close. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, because it started so long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird to think of it happening in my lifetime as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> because things can not happen in my lifetime as an adult. Oh loud. No. Um, what was I saying though? We were talking about there
1: Yeah, I think I had something else to say about.
2: Oh, I think he's Oh, the,
1: the ten years Brandon Sanderson yeah. hasn't revealed. Um, there's things we don't know. Oh, yes. Okay. I want to make a distinction, though, between having unanswered questions that are interesting, like, we still don't know something about this about the ending, you know. That's very different than lazy storytelling that doesn't explain things. Yes. And I'm going to give an example. A while back after The Rise of Skywalker came out... You know that huge Sith fleet of Imperial destroyers on Exegoth? Yeah. The Star Wars Twitter account tweeted out, Did you know? And they explained that the uh, Sith fleet was made by a bunch of Sith cultists and cloners who had taken over that planet and brainwashed the population to help them make this fleet. And... (laughs) Elijah Wood replied, "Because it was a did you know?" And then they said all this with a picture mm-hmm. of the fleet. And he, Elijah Wood, our man Frodo Baggins slash um, Todd, Todd, yeah, Todd Bratzman.
0: Dirk um, gently He said, detective. "No, how would we know that? <laughs> because
1: it's true. Star Wars is just <laughs> expecting you to fucking believe that they somehow had ten fucking billion Imperial Star Destroyers for no reason on a planet." that seems to be empty other than one giant box under which a guy is alive plugged into wires. Like, they just expect us to buy all that shit with no background and no fucking explanation. That's lazy fucking storytelling. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between that and having something in the epilogue of Wheel of Time where we're like, we still don't know what happened there.
0: Like, what? You know? I think I know what happened there, but... We all
1: have our ideas, I'm sure, but like... Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, there's a difference between. We'll talk about <laughs> them
0: when Nosmo finishes the series. <laughs> I wish this is totally not Wheel of Time related whatsoever. I wish the middle, I wish episode eight had been a better movie. Last because the two around them were not bad movies at all. Yeah, like... but it had no continuity because it changed writers and directors and shit right
1: and i think it feels so glaring because on average the prequels were just worse right Mm -hmm. for the most part yeah i'm a big apologist of phantom menace but i think they were weaker movies overall
0: yeah than the original trilogy for sure the
1: original trilogy were all very good but empire strikes back was a friggin' remarkable movie it held the middle of that trilogy together (laughs) so (laughs) hard right best star wars movie of that you know The original six. The Last Jedi. Is by far the weakest movie in its trilogy, and it just Mm -hmm. feels like this huge hole in the middle because you don't. It's definitely the weakest
0: in all all nine, I would say for sure. Probably, yeah.
1: And like, it just leaves this big bullshit hole in the middle of an otherwise pretty good trilogy, right? Like. Mm -hmm. We needed another empire in there to really just knock it out of the park. Yeah, didn't get that. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. Johnson.
0: Johnson.
1: I think that was his name.
0: He was the one. He or who was the one that actually, who did the first and third ones. J.J. Abrams. Yes. Okay, that sounds right. All right.
1: Anyway, this is our episode about Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for tuning <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode <laughs> of the Weed of Time podcast and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our bonus fantasy series where maybe we'll just fucking talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Basically, we just do this but about other fantasy series. Like we have the Lord of the Rings one, Game of Thrones, we have two Harry Potter ones.
1: And I've started preliminary work on an Inheritance Cycle episode. Oh,
0: geez, we're going to read it to Phil. Oh, shit,
1: that's going to be a Star Wars episode. There we go. Oh, see what I did there? Yep. If you have a
0: second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. I never know what to say at the end.
2: We only know.